Hello, I'm Andrew McKay of Remax in Wasaga Beach, and this is Wasaga Beach Talking. Social news with market updates, neighbourhood information, real estate tips, and more. What does a lender require from you when you are buying a home? Today, we're going to look at the documents required, what they want from a client, and also finish off with a list of do's and don'ts as to make sure that you can actually buy the home. Uh, That's no laughing matter and something some people forget once they've already uh, had an accepted offer or a firmed up offer, I should say. There's still some work and some due diligence to do on the financial side. If uh, you're listening to this on Facebook or one of the social medias and want to leave a comment or have any questions, please do contact me. If it's the podcast you're listening to, then thank you very much. And if you can leave a review, that'd be really appreciated. One star, five stars, however many stars you want to. It's always good to get the feedback. And also contact me with any questions. Now, what do you think is the most important part of buying a home? It's one. It's an aspect that's often overlooked. And I've worked with a lot of buyers and it's fully understandable. There's the excitement of viewing homes, thinking about floor plans, checking out location, 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 imagining colours, what, where the local schools are. The list goes on. But the most important aspect is paying for it. I really cannot overemphasise, especially today with um, lenders getting a little bit tighter or more stringent on their requirements, do get pre-approved so you know what budget you have when buying a home. There's nothing worse than falling in love with the home and then, because you roughly know how much you can spend, you haven't actually found out. And that's not a criticism. A lot of people think they've got an idea and don't nail it down. And then you can't get a mortgage. And that colours everything you do with your house buying process for a while because you found the home and nothing, often nothing can compare to it. So please do get pre-approved. Have an idea of what figure you can get. Now to do that, there's a list of documents that the uh, lenders will require. Um, Not too complicated, but if you can get it all together before you start speaking to them, it will save you time, show the lender you're prepared, and then you can go out looking at homes very confident of what you can spend. I do have a list here if anybody wants them. So like I said, with questions, leave a comment or contact me directly. If um, it's a bit mundane, just to read out a list, but you know this is the critical stuff. Buying the home, you need the you need the mortgage. So if you're employed, they're going to want the two most recent two most recent pay stubs, and your two most recent T fours, a letter of employment, and your most recent notice of assessment. If you're self-employed, there's a bit more you have to do. Uh, Again. Two years of T1 Generals, the full document. Two years of NOAs, Notice of Assessment. Six months of Business Bank Statements. If you're running a business, then your Articles of Incorporation. Your last two years of unaudited financial statements, if you're incorporated. Now, everybody who's employed at this moment, I'm sure is saying, oh, thank goodness for that. We don't have to go get all that together. Um, but And the list goes on. Two years of the T4As, if applicable. Um, pension borrowers, please, well, they will need the, flow in, the following, so this is slightly different, the most recent T4As for each source of pension income. Now, they may not need all that to get pre-approved, but 
you're going to need it at some point so get it all together and then then the lender will know you're serious you know you're going in there you're not wasting anybody's time and then you can move forward once most people and it's highly recommended unless you just know there's no problem with the mortgage or you're well under budget will have a financing condition normally five business days seven days in total and if you're already pre-approved and lenders got the documents that final approval is relatively easy um, you won't you can't get final approval until you have till you've purchased and got a conditional offer accepted so pre-approved is one thing but you will have to go through this process at that stage between accepted offer with a condition on finance and you may have home inspection and other things as well but the finance is what we're looking at today the, the lender will then want a copy of the agreement of purchase and sale including all the schedules etc a copy of the listing your realtor will be able to send that to you to forward on or send direct but if you're aware as soon as it's accepted bang you can get it in the same day and then you're not wasting any of your condition days if you currently own one or more properties they're going to need this for each property as well the most recent property tax bill the most recent mortgage statements the most recent line of credit statements for each line secured against any of the properties only if that's applicable obviously uh, confirmation of any condo fees being paid if applicable and if you're a landlord and owed several properties or even one property with renters current lease agreements for properties and the rent roll you know most probably if you've got a few they're going to want a rent roll and if you if you have got a few you know what a rent roll is if you don't own any properties and rent out just ignore it what everybody will need and this sometimes catches people out is a 90-day history to show I should say a 90-day history on account that the down payment funds as well as the code closing costs have been in your bank account for 90 days um, some people think they can just borrow money off a family member and then just as they're coming up to close in the lenders nowadays want to see that's been in your account for three months them can't that, that's just critical and many people have come unstuck because so you've got an 80% mortgage on a million dollar house to make the figures easy you're putting 20% down you've got to show 200,000 in your account liquid cash it doesn't matter which count but you know it's got to be there for the last three months finally two pieces ID that's a uh, pretty pretty standard there must be one must be government issued in a photo ID for some reason the health cards aren't acceptable I've never got to the bottom of that I just know they're not because we have to do it with clients as well so just um, driving license passport something like that some lenders may ask for more but th that's the basics you can get started start getting all that together now you're at that stage you found that you've been searching for ages looked at a lot of houses or you may have found the one straight away you've gone through the negotiations the time the hanging around waiting for answers the stress your accepted offers in place you have the conditions one of which is finance maybe home inspection maybe loyal approval they're all waived the finance the mortgage is approved great the house is yours you might not be closing for 30 60 90 days during that time you can lose your mortgage approval if your financial situation changes uh, again not a lot of people think about this understandably but the banks can and do check just before closing what your financial situation is and ensuring it's the same as when they if not better 
when they uh, approve the mortgage. So the don'ts first, and these are the critical things. Don't finance or lease a new vehicle. Don't put any large purchases on credit. For example, furniture, an obvious one. You've got a new house, you go out and buy a lot of furniture. It's on credit. That will show up negatively on your credit report that they will, will look at before giving you the, mortgage, the money to move in. Some people go away on a trip. Again, trips can be relatively expensive and it's going to mess your credit up. Don't change your job or quit your job or become self-employed. Obviously, there's some circumstances when layoffs occur and it's totally out of your control. But if it's in your control, just stay where you are till you're closed so there's no, no red flags to the lenders. Now, there are some do's as well, and these are just sensible anyway. You can pay down as much credit as you can, and um, you may be you may have to to get the mortgage. A prerequisite of the mortgage may be we want $10,000 of credit card cleared or whatever. But even if it's not, paying down credit is not a bad thing, full stop. But also, it takes away any worries from the lenders. If you're applying for any credit, and that may well happen, you know, you may have to buy a new vehicle, something like that. Talk to your lender or your mortgage broker first. Say what you've got to do, and they will double check how it's going to affect the mortgage approval. Again, if you're just buying any large ticket items, car, furniture, trip with credit, you know, the same, that's what we're on about. It's, it can negatively affect your de debt ratio. If you do have to change your work situation, talk to the mortgage broker, talk to the lender. Sometimes that's out of our control. So as long as they're aware and you can explain it, it's not a case of within the week leading up to closing, they see you've changed jobs and they've got no history of pay stubs, your wage slips or anything. So if, if something has to occur, talk to the lender, talk to the mortgage broker. And also just any documentation they want, just have it to them as soon as possible then everything can run smoothly. Anyway, that's it on the financial side. Not as exciting as looking at homes or showing homes, but critical. As I said, it's the most important part of buying a home is being able to pay for it. Also, as I said before, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments. Leave a review on the podcast. That would be really appreciated. And uh, you can contact me anytime you want about this or anything to do with real estate. I'm Andrew McKay. Thank you for listening. You can contact me at 705 441-3179 or Andrew McKay at remax.net and don't forget McKay spelt M-C-K-A-Y